BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Getting so many DMs that say like, how do you stay so disciplined? How are you always so motivated? And I just want to like scream at the top of my lungs. Like I'm like, I'm not. Like, I'm not always motivated. I'm not always disciplined. I don't always want to get out there and work out. Like, I don't always want to make the healthy choice at all. And I just never wanted my Instagram to be like that highlight reel, which I feel everybody's is. Hey, everybody, and welcome to RealPod. I'm Victoria Garrick, former D1 athlete and mental health and body image advocate. Every Wednesday, I'll be bringing you awesome guests, weekly inspiration, and the realest conversations around everything and anything. Now let's get real. Welcome back to Real Pod. I hope you are doing awesome. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we have a very special guest because she was brought solely by all of you. I put out a post on the RealPod Instagram, which is at RealPod. So if you don't follow it, make sure you do, asking who do you guys want me to have on the show? And submission after submission said Kylie Ross, Kylie Ross, Kylie Ross. I went and looked her up. I binged all of her content. I absolutely fell in love. She's the cutest and the coolest at the same time. And I'm just really excited for our conversation today. We covered all of the bases. I mean, Kylie and I talked about injuries, mental health, body image, finding your identity after sport. For those of you who are not familiar with her story, she's a former Division I soccer player from Baylor University, where she played for five years, receiving her undergrad and master's degree. She tore her ACL, which is the reason why she redshirted and did her master's. And actually, this spring um, was her final spring semester, technically, of that fifth year. So she's very recently a student athlete. And now into the real world, I'm like welcoming her. Hey, girl, here we are <laughs> doing the thing. But that's why I'm so excited to have been able to sit down with her because we relate on so many levels and she just gets it. So I'm really excited for you guys all to hear from Kylie today, hear about her incredible journey as a college athlete, um, her ACL journey, her journey building an incredible YouTube platform where most of you might know her from. She has over 140,000 subscribers on her YouTube channel, thousands on her Instagram, and she is now sharing her passion about health and fitness and all that stuff beyond her life as a soccer player. So I'm very excited for today's episode for you all to hear from Kylie. Without further ado, let's get into this episode and I hope you enjoy. Okay, 
Okay, perfect. Well, I'm so glad to have you on RealPod today. Um, it's going to be a blast. For those of you listening, this is Kylie's second podcast, so she's new yes. to it, but we don't bite here. Our listeners are great. We talk about everything on this show, so how are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm really excited to be here. A little bit nervous, but yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> You're going to kill it. Isn't it funny how our lives are in front of the world, yet things like this can make us really nervous for some reason? Yes, I know. I'm like, I literally share every hour of almost every day with so many people and I can't, like, it's making me nervous just to sit here and have a conversation with you. I don't know. It's so crazy. But it's different because you get to like edit and think about like what final product you're putting out, which is totally different than sitting and having a conversation. I feel like I'm like, well, I don't know what I would say. And then someone's going to hear it. Oh yeah. 100%. It's, it's nice. I try and keep it real, but it's nice to have that option to like edit a little bit, you know? Yeah, for sure. I totally feel you on that. Well, I'm so glad to have you here. I feel like we have so many similarities. Um, and I'm excited to talk about everything you've been up to, your college career. I think you've had a lot of parts of your journey that a lot of people can relate to and learn from, especially. And then also just what you've built uh, with your YouTube channel and online, I think is also awesome because I know firsthand that balance of school and sport and then the balance of YouTube and content is wild. So I just want to talk about it all. I guess let's rewind. When was soccer your passion? Were you a multi-sport athlete? When did that kind of come to the forefront? Um, yeah. So, okay. Growing up, I started playing soccer, like what in like kindergarten when everybody's parents put them in like rec soccer. It's like the first sport, like everybody plays. And then I just kept going with it. And in middle school, I joined like, uh, club team where it was way more intense and you traveled a little bit and got to go to tournaments and that was so fun um I played basketball and then I made c-team volleyball okay one I think eighth grade and oh my gosh so proud of myself <laughs> no I have like no hand-eye coordination so I was so bad um but yeah, I did track and basketball in middle school I think everybody does like all the sports but then once I got to high school I pretty much solely focused on soccer. I played high school and then I was on an ECNL team, which is like a traveling um, higher up league where you would go to showcases and college coaches would come and it was just good recruiting for college. Um, but yeah, I pretty much played soccer. It was, it was my one passion all of my life. So um, when I got to college, it was just like a dream come true, you know? Yeah, what was that freshman year like? Was it everything you had been expecting or what was different about it? Um, okay, so one thing to know about me is I'm a perfectionist and I'm like super hard on myself. So going into college sports, like I was expecting like, okay, you're going to grind it out. You're going to win that starting spot as a freshman, you know, like what everybody thinks. What we all think soccer. freshman year. It's going to exactly. be easy. I'm going to bring the energy. I know. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to start like this. Is how it's going to go. And like, it could not have been more different because I don't know. I just, it, you're going up against people who are four years older than you. Like, obviously, like, you're not, it's not going to be handed to you. Yeah. So I got there and I was just so frustrated because I like, wasn't getting the attention I thought I deserved and like, wasn't getting the playing time I thought I deserved. And overall, I was just, 
I would say that was like a very selfish year for me because I, like seriously I didn't play like a single minute like I traveled but like I would sit on the sidelines for 90 minutes the entire game every game so that was really hard for me to fr- like freshman year to just have to deal with that along with like I was a health science studies major which is basically like biology um so trying to balance that and like all these emotions I was feeling with soccer was very very difficult for me and I think something a lot of people don't prepare you for like they're like you're gonna go to college and do great you know like it's gonna be great and then you get there and it's not at all what you expected sometimes so yeah that was that was a little bit rough (laughs) were you a star soccer player in high school like you were used to getting playing time and being kind of clutch and so then it was this big adjustment yeah exactly so like on my ECL team I was like 90 minutes starter and then on high school I was like a captain like played every game so going from that to literally riding the bench was like a really big blow to my ego I would say so did you feel like it was just like you were on the bench thinking wow I'm nowhere near where I need to be to get on the field or were you thinking oh that could be me like was it a frustration or like a wow I gotta really pick up the gap um I definitely like didn't deserve to play and I think that that year was like necessary for me to like become the player that I needed to be because I was just so selfish like thinking about like me 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 rather than like it's for the good of the team kind of thing like I would sit on the sidelines and like not even cheer for my team freshman year because I was just like so absorbed with like my own feelings and I wish that I could go back and tell that girl like okay snap out of it like it's not all about you like you have a team to be cheering on like and you can do a lot from the sidelines like you don't have to be that 90 minute starter to make an impact on your team and I I think that's just something I wish I could like go back and tell my younger self you know because you kind of let like that negativity and frustration like seep into other things maybe the enjoyment of that freshman season yeah exactly I feel like I almost like wasted a whole year just like being so self-absorbed you know I want yeah and I want to dive into this perfectionism because I think a lot of people can relate to this why do you think you strive for perfect, or at least used to strive for perfect. Was that just like the way you grew up? Everyone was achieving or? Um, yeah, I feel like, honestly, my mom's like this too. So I think it's a lot like in my genes, but I think playing a sport my whole life really brought that out of me even more. And like, sometimes not in the best way, because like I always wanted to have like the perfect first touch or like the perfect pass. And like, I would be really down on myself if I didn't play like a perfect game, which as you know, like no game is ever the perfect game. Mm -hmm. So like, even if I had a great game, I would always get hung up on like those little things that like, Oh, I could have been better there. I could have been better there. And especially like in my fitness journey, I think like that perfectionism sometimes like carried over into like, my own body image which I think it's like super important to talk about as athletes because I think there's like this stigma that like oh like the lower body fat that you have like the more lean you are like the better athlete you're gonna be and that like honestly couldn't be further from the truth like you don't have to have like shredded abs and like lean legs to like be the perfect athlete like not at all actually so I think 
a lot of times for me, like that would carry over and like, I would go out and do extra and like do extra sprints if I didn't play well. And yeah, I was just like really hard on myself. Like probably my first two years of college soccer, I just couldn't really find like that balance, you know? I would agree a lot with the body image and what you mentioned. And to me, the way I kind of view it is when you think, oh, I'm a college athlete, like division one or whatever your conference is, or just the fact that you're working out five, six days a week, you look at your body and you're thinking, well, I should have a six pack or why well, should have no fat on my legs. Like yeah, you exactly. think that the look of the body is exemplary of how fit you are. And I've been in really, really top shape, but I will always have, I will never have a six pack show. Like that's just not how my body is made. And yeah. I always battle with that as well as, okay, well, maybe I'm not that in shape or maybe I'm not fast enough or have good enough stamina because I don't have a low enough body fat percentage. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that it's, it's, it's definitely a hard balance, but the thing that I remind myself is like when I get into like those toxic mindsets is like, I look at some of my teammates and they're some of like the best athletes like I've ever played with. And I'm like, some of them like are not shredded at all and I'm like they're like literally the best person teammate I've ever played with so I'm like I don't know where I'm like getting this idea that my body has to be like this certain way from you know yeah like it has to look a certain way for you to feel good about your play I feel the same way I've had girls on my team all Americans incredible athletes and just don't fit the mold of what you'd think a volleyball player is supposed to look like by the way society deems that and I think soccer girls have that same uh, expectation as well, like with the bodies and abs. Yeah. And there's a pressure, I think, on your sport of how your body's supposed to look based on that sport. I know runners think they have to look super lean. Um, volleyball players, it's like you want the long legs and the big butt. Soccer girls want ripped abs and the, the muscular thighs. And so it's tough when you play your sport and you feel good about what you're doing, but your body doesn't look the way maybe your coach wants it to look or the field of that sport wants it to look. How did you deal with that? Um, your younger years on the team, was it something that you, like, were you not aware of it yet? You were just still trying to maybe achieve that. Yeah, honestly. Well, my freshman year, I gained, I think like 15 to 20 pounds of mostly muscle, but definitely, definitely some fat too. Cause like they were, like pumping us full of protein, like lifting every day, like definitely. First day you get there, they're giving you muscle milk, like through an IV. I know, right? I'm like, (laughs) I've never even drank like a protein shake in my entire life. And now I'm drinking one every day. So definitely, definitely gained so much muscle. And honestly, I was just like in shock, like after freshman year, like, you know, that summer you go home and everybody's like, whoa, like, hello, like, you gained (laughs) so much muscle, like, no one was mean about it at all, but definitely people, like, noticed, and I think I let that get to my head a little bit, I was like, oh, like, people are noticing, like, I definitely gained some weight, like, so I would, like, train so, so hard in the summer, like, literally run soccer, like, two days, literally every day, like, and it was definitely, aim towards making me a better soccer player but that's always in the back of your mind like the body image thing like I'm also doing this to like have the best body I can at the same time um which is just honestly not worth it like if you're doing it for the body it's just it's never gonna like fulfill you you know what I mean so 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that he makes sense. But. No, it makes sense. I hear exactly what you're saying. I remember going back freshman year and like a guy that I knew had said something like, Victoria's gotten super, it was like, it wasn't mean, but I yeah. viewed it mean because I thought that any sort of figure was an insult. Oh, and the yeah. thing I was thinking of when you were talking was how the freshman 15 is such a negative thing and if you gain weight your freshman year it's viewed as like you lost the self-control like you victim Mm -hmm. to the freshman 15 and so having gained weight which in our cases was good weight like we worked Mm -hmm. really hard to gain that muscle we're coming home and feeling like we've lost in some way because like friends family or or our old high school friends are thinking haha like she gained weight and I think that whole stigma made me feel like my body can't change from high school. Like I need to have my high school body, but that does not make sense because high school me could not play on the USC volleyball team. I'm sure like high school you could not compete to get that starting spot had you not gotten stronger, faster, and and bigger just by result of that muscle gain. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of like leads me into like my sophomore year. Like I think because I made all of these strides, even though – I was looking at them as like, I got bigger. Like, it's so frustrating. Like I gained all this weight. Like that is the only reason that like sophomore year, I was able to like compete for a starting spot and like play that season and like actually make an impact on the team. So I think it's just a good reminder for a lot of athletes. Like it's okay to gain weight. It's okay to gain muscle. Like it's not, it's, it's good. It's good for your sport and it's, it's going to help you in the long run. Well, our bodies are what are really is what is really helping us perform. And it's like a mechanism. It's a tool for performance. And a hundred percent, we can't just look at it as an item that people are staring at, but it's literally what allows us to perform. And your sophomore year, I know you said you did get more playing time. You were maybe subbed, maybe got minutes, but then it was your junior year where you felt like you were finally, like you put in that work, you were starting to become a leader on the team you felt really confident about your playing time and your role. And unfortunately, you're like just on the brink of that success and that breakthrough. Like my first underclassmen years are worth it for this payoff. And unfortunately, in a preseason game, you tear your ACL. Yeah. What was that exact moment like in the first half of that game? Um, that is like this far in my young adult life like easily the hardest thing I've ever had to go through because like you said like I honestly felt like I was finally coming into like my role on the team like I was like yes I am gonna start I'm gonna play I feel like a leader like we've been playing what like six games I think something like that and we travel up to Portland and we're playing University of Portland and I'm literally like shielding the ball out of bounds like like literally the ball's about to go out like it's out of bounds and this girl kind of like tackles me from behind and I'm telling you like I knew like the second that happened like I felt the pop I I heard the pop like and it was just like this weird feeling like everything was in slow motion and I was just like screaming on the ground and um honestly I didn't want to believe that that was what it was but when I like tried to stand up, like my knee like buckled, gave out, couldn't even hold myself up. So I was like, "Uh oh, <laughs> that was definitely not good." But um, I just got chills. Yeah, yeah, it was it. It was honestly like the hardest thing I've ever had to go through. Um, 
not only because like rehab is hard and learning how to walk is hard and like relearning your sport from scratch is really hard um oh my god why am I like it's okay it's I I still can't even talk about it like (laughs) it's okay I, Um, I know what it feels like when you think back on such a dark time and it when you're not thinking about it you're like oh that was a distant memory but when you talk about it you can instantly snap back to how it made you feel in that moment yeah exactly um yeah no I think honestly what made it like harder than I think what it would have been like at any other point is like that feeling of like you're so close to like grasping what you want and then it just being like ripped away from you um gosh um and it's so out of your control there's nothing that you can do and when a moment happens we can think about oh maybe if I wasn't shielding the ball or if this girl didn't do that thing but it's happened and you literally have no choice but to work with what you have and I think this is different but draws a parallel with a lot of the athletes who have maybe worked so hard right now and then coronavirus happens and there's no senior season there's no NCAA tournament. There's no conference championships. And I think your story and you really getting honest about this can relate heavily to so many athletes that universally right now are probably experiencing that same thing. I've worked so hard. I've given so much as a college athlete, the sacrifice for this to happen. Um, how did you work through the surgery, the rehab? Do you feel like you were able to tap into that optimism of, okay, well, I just got to dominate rehab or was it a struggle for a while to like, were you thinking why me for a while? Um, yeah, I would say this year of my life was like the biggest year of growth that I've had ever just because, um, not only physically did I have to like rebuild my quad like I'm not kidding you my quad looked like there was like only bone in there and and, like I my friends my family my teammates like everybody calls me big mama because like I have like really muscular quads even for like a soccer player and I've had to kind of like own that over the years but um big mama (laughs) yeah but like to see me like that was like crazy like even looking down on my legs I was like oh my god like how am I gonna regrow like an entire quad um but I would say like honestly it was really hard for me and I definitely was not optimistic about rehab not even a little bit um yeah that surgery really just rocked me like I don't think anybody really prepared me for what it was but I was like came out of surgery and I didn't want to like get out of bed. I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to do anything. I was just like so depressed and like just felt like if I couldn't play soccer, I didn't know who I was. Like I truly found my identity in my sport. And I feel like a lot of people struggle with that. At least the people that I've talked to on my team who have like had the same injury or like had an injury where they've been out for a while. They're like, I don't even know what to do anymore because I can't perform and that was something that I really 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 struggled with um and I also like I told you I'm a perfectionist so like struggling in rehab was not something that I liked like I did not like not being able to walk or not being able to do a squat 
or not being strong enough to like lift my max weight. You know what I mean? Um, so that was definitely something that I really struggled with, but it also helped me like, like I, when I say like I had so much growth, it helped me to be a better teammate, to learn like you don't have to perform to be able to encourage your teammates, to be able to like pick somebody up when they're down. Like you can be that injured player and still provide so much value to the team. And I think that's something that I never really understood because this injury was my first big injury. Like, honestly, the only other thing I'd ever had was like ankle sprains, which you're out for like two weeks in your back. So this was like something brand new to me and something that was really difficult for me to come to terms with. Um, but yeah. <laughs> the rehab thing is definitely frustrating. And I know that you said you had to push back your uh, clearing day three months past what was expected. And yeah. that in itself, you've alluded to felt like failing. It's like you, someone, I, and I can imagine, I'm, I'm like you in the sense of, at least when I was struggling with my mental health, I was like, someone give me a map, like, be grateful three times a day, go on a walk, do this, and I'll be happy again. Like, give me the <laughs> yeah. thing and I'll complete the thing. And yeah. similar to rehab, everyone's going to move at their different paces. And so what was that like when the season had been starting and you'd been pushing through and then it was, well, we have to go for 12 more weeks? It was honestly, I don't know. It was kind of like, I was torn like I was so frustrated and upset and like I felt like I hadn't done something right but I was in so much pain that getting that second surgery helped me so much that like once I had gotten it I was like okay we're on the road like we're cruising now like I don't mind three more months if like it means that I can finally feel normal again but the roadmap thing that makes me laugh because I'm not kidding you my PT and athletic trainer probably hated me like I was so annoying I would come in every day and I was like okay guess what you guys are gonna write me calendar you're gonna tell me this is the day that I'm gonna squat this is the day that I'm gonna run this is the day that I'm gonna like cut and they were like mm, doesn't really work like that but uh like I asked him probably probably like like for a month straight and she was like okay you know what shut up like I'll sit down I'll write you like a tentative schedule and I was just like, okay, thank God. Now I have a calendar or like something to aim for. I don't know. Cause it's really hard for me not to have like those check marks. You know what I mean? Like I got to get here. I got to be here by this date and I like will make it by this date. So yeah, that was really something to look forward to and to cling to. How did your perspective change through rehab? Cause I know you did a YouTube video about your ACL and you alluded to three big takeaways you learned and that the injury taught you. Did you have to look back and reflect on the rehab and the injury to think about those takeaways? Or when you were kind of a few months towards being healed, had you already felt a shift in your mindset? Um, honestly, I would say I didn't really realize how much I had changed and how much I had learned until after rehab was over and I was normal again and like only had to go to rehab once a week and I was like wow this is crazy like I don't have to go to rehab every single day and only focus on like the little aspects of my knee um it just really brought this new like feeling of gratefulness and like thankfulness for my body and like what it could do for me and like what all I put it through through that injury um I think 
when you're going through it, it's really, really, really hard to have that mindset because you're so focused on like, not the negatives, but like the tedious things that you have to do every day to get healthy again. And um, it's really hard to just think like, you know what, my body's healing, like give it some grace. And like, it just, it, it does so much for you and you're putting it through so much, especially with an injury like that. Um, yeah, it definitely took me some time and some months to look back and reflect on like my journey and everything that I've been through. So definitely, definitely wasn't positive through it at all, I would say. <laughs> and that's rightfully so. I think a lot of times like people feel pressure to handle a certain situation a certain way. And as long as you're able to look back and think about how you did grow so much um, and how it kind of teed you up to have that, those last season that you really did enjoy is, is what matters. And so entering in, so you had played two seasons, then you redshirted. So then you had two more seasons you did get to play or just one? Yes, more? but one of them my senior year. So with pushing back my injury, I wasn't cleared until like, three games into preseason and you you know like once you're cleared to play it's like you haven't played in a game you're just cleared to play in a game so it's like we're into season I haven't even played any game like I've been doing ball skills and stuff but I haven't been like in a 90 minute contact game yet so I really didn't play at all my senior year which was hard but also um really crazy just to see how far I'd come from not playing my freshman year and being like the selfish Kylie who like only thought about playing time and like couldn't support her teammates to like senior Kylie who didn't get a lot of playing time yes it was because of an injury but I would sit on the sidelines and cheer on my teammates and like encourage everyone and like add as much value as I could in that role that I was playing at the time so it was just crazy to like see the difference between the two like the parallels that they had, you know? Yeah. And it's very important to learn that lesson of how you can have a role on the team if it's maybe not the role you wanted. And I think every athlete experiences that at some point or another, you're not in the position you wanted. You're not getting the minutes you wanted. You're not even, maybe you're not playing, but you do have a role. You affect the culture, you affect the trajectory of the team. Did you have fear as you started playing again with the knee? Like, I'm scared to go full out. I'm scared to have a defender behind me. How did you work through that? Because a lot of people struggle with feeling confident again, even when they are healthy and cleared. Yeah, absolutely. I honestly was like terrified, like to go back and one, I would, I didn't shield the ball, like, which is as a defender, you kind of shield a lot. Like I just like wouldn't do it. Like I was like, sorry, not doing that. I'll do everything else. Not doing that. Sorry. <laughs> Cause that's like exactly how I got hurt. Um, but it was weird. People ask me like, when, when do you feel normal again? Like because people will DM me like, oh, I just got ACL surgery, or oh, I'm like almost about to be cleared, like, and they'll ask me like, when do, when am I going to feel normal again, and it's hard, because there is no certain answer, like, oh, yeah, after like two months of playing, you'll feel normal again, one day, it just kind of like clicks, and you just like forget that you ever had anything wrong, like, I don't even really think of or I don't play soccer anymore, but whenever I play like my last year, I didn't think about my knee at all, which was crazy to me. Cause I was like, 
I never going to rehab I thought this was gonna like define me the rest of my career and it was just crazy because I didn't even think about it at all so when did you decide to start vlogging and start your YouTube channel because as I was looking into your story I was thinking that's interesting because having not had the season you've wanted in such a long time to add this extra element which some might say it's like a distraction, which I don't think it is. I think it's a great thing that you did. I obviously did the same thing. I think every student athlete should use their platform. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like the perfectionist you are might have been, am I adding editing to my plate? I'm adding blogging. Like, am I not focused at the traveling? And so how, mm -hmm. what, what inspired you to start the channel? And did you grapple with some of those thoughts? I, I definitely did and I think that's one of the reasons that I didn't start earlier is just because I did have like so much on my plate like my like you know you go to class literally all day long waking up at 7 a.m go to class we had practice at 3 30 wouldn't get out until like 6 30 and then I'd go straight to dinner dinner until like 7 30 go home shower head straight to the library usually until like 1 a.m and that was every day for me so I was like adding anything else to my plate at this point um would be insane like I don't know why you would do this to yourself but I was talking to my boyfriend Bronson and he was like oh I was just like I don't know how I can like hold on to these memories like this is one of the coolest times of my life and like honestly like I want to be able to like tell my kids like yeah guess what your mom was cool like she played a sport in college like so cool <laughs> um and so I was like, you know what, I think the only like logical way to do this is like to take video and like, why not start a vlog? Like, why not show people what it's really like to be like a college soccer player? Um, so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to vlog it. It'll be like my little online diary kind of thing, like where I just store all these memories and we made the first video and actually a little detail Bronson edited all my videos while I was in season. So that's oh how we kind of gosh. worked that out. Yeah. And he, he's the best. He literally taught himself how to edit and edited all my videos for me. And I would like give him the footage when he would come visit me and then he'd edit it and send it over and we would post it. So boyfriend of the year okay wait that makes me feel so much better because as I was looking through all your videos I was like she got up so much content like, like pumping I, it out right? I did not do <laughs> weekly videos I did like once a month and I did like five videos my senior year because I just editing is it, it takes like seven oh ten hours out of video uh-huh yeah it's wow cool. and so he he's literally the best and I honestly couldn't have done it without him um but at the same time, I was like, I want to literally film every travel trip. Like, I don't want to miss anything. And my friends, they're awesome because I'm sure it was so annoying me, like having a camera in their face all the time. But I'm so glad that I did it because now we all go back and like watch these vlogs from season. And it's just so nice to like just relive the grind a little bit. Like, you're like, God, that sucked so bad. But like, it was so fun at the same time. It's and funny watching the vlog and thinking, this looks really fun, but then remembering, like, all the stuff that you didn't film. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I'm sure it sucked, too. That's what people don't understand. I'm like, you're only seeing, like, the fun stuff. I don't film the sucky stuff of the season, so it was, it was funny, but. That's wild. What was it like starting to develop a serious social media presence and receive a lot of followers and comments and eyes on you that final season? Um, honestly... 
we had this like motto on our team where it was like insiders and outsiders where it was like insiders or like people on the team like coaching staff like we really know what happens like we don't let like outsiders come in kind of thing like get in our heads like for games and stuff um so that was kind of my mindset but it was really difficult because like I read every comment on my YouTube video I think that people think that I don't but like you read every comment so seeing like the ones that are like oh these girls suck like women's soccer isn't even a sport like it was difficult (laughs) to like not let those get to me you know what I mean especially when you're like in the grind of season and you're like oh really it's not a sport like I'm just grinding through this right now but um yeah it it was it was weird because I I had never really had like a social media presence and um but it it was awesome at the same time because we had so many more people like cheering us on and rooting us on and like truly like loved our team and it was just really awesome to see like so many people come behind like Baylor soccer um just over these vlogs that I made of me and my friends I I never thought anything would come of it seriously like ever in a million years I was really just posting it just for me really but it's awesome that so many people can like find so much joy in them you know Yeah, 1000%. And it's something that looking back, I'm sure you're super grateful you did do it because of all the 100% from it now. Yeah. Did you get to have a real graduation or was it cut because of the virus? Um, So I actually had a real graduation in 2019. And then I got my master's my fifth year. But I didn't get a graduation. So it Honestly, I wasn't really that sad because I was like, graduation's kind of boring, but. And you did get to have <laughs> one before. But I was wondering, yeah. yeah, I think your spring was of your master's year, was your fifth year was cut off. Yeah. Um, I know you, you mentioned you were always planning on being a dentist. Is that yeah. correct? Yes. And is that still <laughs> what you want to pursue? Um. Honestly, at this point, I'm not sure. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Um, Okay, well, the reason why is I, like, truly have, like, a passion for helping people, and I'm, like, a people's person. Like, I love talking to people. I love just helping them in some way, and it's weird to me to see the correlations between like, social media and dentistry, and I know you would never compare the two, but when I talk about like, I'm such a people's person, like I love giving people advice. Like I love helping people. And I'm like, that's really strange. Cause I literally do all of those things like through social media and the way that it connects me to so many people that I would have never met otherwise is incredible to me. But I mean, as of right now, I don't know about dentistry just because, um, I love what I'm doing, like literally love it. And I feel like I have a passion for it, but I also feel just a little bit like it's that perfectionism again coming in. Cause I'm like, I worked my butt off to say the least, like for the past five years doing shadowing and building my resume and studying for all these like biology courses. Um, Could you be the vlogging dentist? Maybe you could do both. Yeah. I, 
I don't know. I've thought about it. I'm taking this year to just kind of like figure out what I want to do and like try everything. Um, and then I might reapply next year, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would, I think I would definitely keep vlogging if I got into dental school, but it's such a time commitment that I'm like, I don't know if I could, but yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where life takes me. This next question I've been really looking forward to asking you because I feel like you totally get it. And I have not had anyone who I think understands. We both built YouTube platforms while we were college athletes. Both did it our last year of school saw great success, saw the support, saw the followers, saw people thinking, oh, I love you, the volleyball player. I love you, the soccer Mm -hmm. player. And then it's over. And they're like, I want a game day vlog. I wanted this vlog. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I don't have a game day anymore. (laughs) I'm not on a team anymore. And I really struggled with all of these people want something from me that I can't give them anymore. And they want a version of me that I've had to let go of, which was really hard for me. And now I feel like I'm, I'm dealing with this new, I'm finding my new identity, but no one wants to watch my new videos. No mm-hmm. one, everyone wants the old stuff. So have you experienced that? And how, what has that been like for you? Yes. You literally just took the words out of my mouth. This was something, even like when season was still going on, I was like so nervous because I was like okay now there's like so many people that are like subscribing and they're basically like subscribing for the Baylor soccer videos I'm like well I am a fifth year senior like this is going to end (laughs) very soon yeah thanks for the subscription yeah I'm like we're turning into a dentist channel now (laughs) I'm like I hope they like the dentist vlogs no but I'm like really I I was so nervous about that. And I was like, one, I don't even know what I'm going to do because if I don't get into dental school, what am I going to do? I'm done with soccer. What am I going to do? So uh, I guess we're all going to figure it out together. So (laughs) I hope you guys don't mind. But yeah, it was, it was, that was honestly like the thing I was most nervous about. I was like, all these people are not going to like me anymore because I'm not a soccer player. Like they're not going to like what I have to offer. But the thing is, like, I'm so much more than a soccer player that if they don't like me, oh, well. (laughs) You are so much more than a soccer player. And something that I have learned in kind of grappling with all these thoughts. And for me, I've been out of school for a year. So I'm just like, I'm probably like 10 months ahead of you on this. But what I learned was like, I, yes, I'm not on a volleyball team anymore, but I'm still a volleyball player. Like, I can create videos about volleyball. I can still talk about what I've learned. I can still have that be a part of me. I think there's this pressure for, regardless if you have a social media, YouTube, whatever, if you're just any athlete, there's such a pressure to be like, okay, bye. You graduated. Don't come to the locker room. You're not in the Mm -hmm. team chat anymore. Like you're an alum, like see you at the one game a year we invite you to. And so it's this weird flip of you're so ingrained in a program and a sport and a lifestyle. And then it's just over. And I remember walking around campus that spring after my season and thinking, two o'clock the whole team's in the gym doing practice and I'm not there and no one cares mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah I I that's oh those feelings literally bring back so many memories because this was me not that long ago like a few months ago and me and my best friend Reagan we were both like graduating seniors and we would be walking from our science building and you can see the soccer field like across the river from the science building and it would literally be 3 30 we were like 
They're all over there. We can see them. They're running sprints. And even though it doesn't look fun, like we wish we were there. Yeah, it's 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 sad a little bit. But I I like your perspective of like I still have all those experiences and like so much to so much knowledge to give about playing a collegiate sport and like I have this platform to do it on. And I think that's one of the my most favorite things about having this platform is kind of like the mentorship almost it's like I love when younger soccer players reach out to me and they're like I'm I'm about to get recruited by a college or like I'm struggling with this injury or I'm nervous for high school tryouts and I'm like I love that because I've been there and I can like I mean I don't know if I can if it's really going to help you but I can tell you what I would do looking back you know how I said like I wish I could tell my younger self. I see my my younger self in so many people that DM me that I'm like, this is incredible that this crazy like app brought us all together to like help each other almost. So that's, yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite things. Have you struggled at all with posting videos that are not athletic content whatsoever? I do know you dive a lot into health and wellness, which is great because that fitness transition is so easy from being a D1 athlete, like so much credibility, so much hard work. So that's been exciting. I think for you is you can dive into that and you talk about health and wellness a lot. And I know, and literally, I think a week ago or two, you opened up about some body image insecurities. And I know we talked about this earlier, but what inspired you to come to YouTube about that and really get real about it in a video? Yeah. I was really nervous to post something like that because I I didn't want anyone thinking like, oh my gosh, like she's already my goals. Like I I can't believe she's feeling like that. But at the same time, getting so many DMs that say like, how do you stay so disciplined? How are you always so motivated? And I just want to like scream at the top of my lungs. Like I'm like, I'm not. Like, I'm not always motivated. I'm not always disciplined. I don't always want to get up and work out. Like, I don't always want to make the healthy choice <laughs> at all. And I I just never wanted my Instagram to be, like, that highlight reel, which I feel everybody's is. And, yes, I'm going to post, like, pretty pictures and whatever. But my life is so much more than like fun and happiness and joy and fitness like it's also like a lot of struggles and some sadness and like some failures thrown in there and I'm not gonna just show you the happy parts of my life and because for me when I'm watching people and I'm like dang that kind of makes me feel like bad about me like because I'm like my life isn't like that I just want to like want to be totally transparent and be like, look, my life is not perfect. I know some of you think it is. It's not at all. Like I definitely struggle with these things. And guess what? It's normal to struggle with these things. Everybody everybody struggles with body image sometimes. Um, Yeah. So I just, I didn't, I didn't want to be that girl who was like perfect on Instagram. So do you think you kind of realized people were viewing you as that perfect girl and you kind of were looking back like, wow, maybe I've made it seem this way. So that's kind of what drew you to say, I I feel like I need to say this because some of you maybe are getting the wrong impression of me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And 
a lot of times on my videos, I get the comment of, you're always so happy. I love your positive attitude. And I'm like, dude, if if you only know, like my, like this, this positive. Like my family thinks I'm satanic, but thank you. I know. I'm like, my parents think that I'm like the most negative person ever. So I'm like, okay, honestly, thank you. I appreciate that. But I've been working on like being more, because I would say I'm like definitely a realist on the side of being a pessimist. So getting those comments, I'm like, okay, I never want people to think that I'm something that I'm not. Um, I definitely try and keep my vlogs like uplifting and positive, but that's not 100% of who I am. So, and I think the easiest way to communicate it to like anyone who can't understand, it's like, hold up your phone, press the record button and start talking. You're not going to feel like yourself. And those yeah, are the videos weird. you're watching of us. And like, exactly. we are more natural in front of a camera, but I'm definitely turning on the camera and it's going from t- uh, three hours of silence in my bedroom to, Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. And like, <laughs> I'm not trying to be fake about it, but I just get a dosage of like positive energy when the button hits record. Yeah. And I have had moments. I wonder if you can relate to this too. I feel like I'm like, <laughs> she gets it where you record a video and like 20 minutes in, you're just thinking, I don't feel like myself at all. This feels so fake. I've like trashed an entire video because I'm like, this feels so uncomfortable right now. Yes, yes. And I hate when I'm filming and I'm like, why did my voice just go up like 10 octaves when I'm, because I'm like, hey guys. I'm like, that's not me. That's literally not how I talk. I'm doing that. (laughs) It's so funny. Oh my gosh. But it is like you said, it is important to reveal what is really going on or what your real thoughts are. And I think long form blogs help reveal that as well. And it's cool that you've showed that. And something you talked about, which is really important is balance. And you said like having that balance of you're going to eat a variety of foods. You might not work out, you might work out, but everyone has their own weight that they're working on balancing. And like you said, this idea of like always working out and always being disciplined and always eating ABC foods. If you hold yourself to that standard it's going to be really, really difficult. Have you felt yourself lessen up on your own perfection standards with, through everything you've been through? Um, yes, yes and no, because it's almost like with this social media platform, it's like it replaced soccer almost in a way. So it's like, now you're not a perfectionist for your sport, but like you have this image to uphold and I try really hard not to let myself get sucked into that. Like every day, like I'm not going to have six pack abs. Like actually most days I don't. So, and it's like, sometimes I let that get to me and I'm like, oh, you ate so bad this week. Like you have to film a video tomorrow and you're going to look like a big flubber flub. And I'm like, well, that's just the way it is. Cause I'm, guess what? Not every day am I going to be shredded. Most days I'm not most pictures I'm flexing as hard as I can. And like, that's what you don't see. Like you don't see what goes into taking an Instagram picture or editing a video. So um, yes and no, I've definitely um, given myself more grace because, well, it's hard because now that I'm out of soccer, it's like, I have this mindset of like, I'm not an athlete anymore, but you can still train like an athlete. And that's kind of like my mindset on it is like, 
there's not as this pressure on it, but you still can do it if you want. And um, I think that's kind of the key is like, if I want, and it's like, what makes me happy in the end, you know? I see. Yeah. I struggle with this a lot. And my recent realization was, I wonder if you can relate to this. You said like, you're not an athlete, but you can train like an athlete. I kind of got so, I don't want to say like cocky, but I had this mindset of like my workouts, like not like a soul cycle class, not like a core power. Like I just (laughs) thought, oh, you don't know. Like I know how, what it's like to really work out. And so because I could not replicate that Olympic lift and the sprints and the sled pushes, like the ropes, because I didn't have the tools to do that. I was like, well, I'm not going to work out if it's not like the D1 workouts I used to do. So I wasn't working out for the longest time. And I recently had this moment where I thought it's literally not that hard to just wake up and work out for 20 minutes, do some body weight squats, do some sprints, some lunges down and back, like lift whatever weights you have in your house and just be done with it. And I kind of needed to like bring myself back down to earth and say, you're like, I thought I was too good to work out if it was an intense workout. And I've realized like the people that go on a 20 minute walk are, are doing better than me because I'm not even going on a walk. (laughs) So to me, like my whole thing was, yes, I can train like an athlete, but also I should just train. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of get this disappointment in myself when I have a workout and it's like, because I would wear my watch in practice and like in practice, like you go to a two and a half hour practice and you go to an hour and a half lift. Like it really is that much working out. So I'm like, Oh, I burned 1200 calories today. And I'm like, sweet. And now it's like, I'm lucky if I burn like 500 calories. I'm like, it's, it's almost like this self-inflicted disappointment. And I'm like, why am I disappointed? Like that was a good workout just because it isn't a college level division one like sport workout doesn't mean it's not good like it's not it's all all of it is helping my progress getting up off the couch is helping my progress so yeah it's funny how you mentioned the numbers because that is something that we we both already said like from from high school you're thinking about what you used to weigh your dress size Mm -hmm. how many calories you see in high school then you get to college and it's this huge adjustment of oh my god this is way too much then you get normalized to it and you're like, cool, I'm a badass athlete. These are my new numbers. And then you graduate and you're like, wait, why can't I burn and eat what I was Mm -hmm. eating in college? So there's so many adjustments. And how have you been handling that, especially with the whole body image nutrition aspect now that you're your own boss? Yeah, I think, I mean, honestly, like it's a daily battle for me. Like finding this new balance is not going to come overnight and it's weird because this balance looks different for everybody like my balance is not going to be the same as like the fitness instagram models balance on instagram you know what i mean so i don't know i'm just taking a day by day like adding in trying different things trying different workouts cooking different meals like it it's it's been definitely a little bit of a struggle just because you're going from every hour of every day being planned out for you. And you have this allotted time slot that you have six hours of the day to like work out. And it's like, that's what it is. It's crazy. You're you're not exaggerating. It is six hours of the day and four hours of it active. 
Yeah, and, like, you can't expect to do that anymore. Like, I try my best to push myself in the ways that I can. Um, But, yeah, it's honestly, it's been a struggle because taking soccer away, it's, like, now I need to find this new purpose. Like, why am I working out? Why am I eating healthy? It's no longer to, like, work towards this championship mindset or for the good of the team because it's just me now it's it's literally just me and it's I I've just had to kind of come to terms with like I love fitness because I love moving my body and I love the way it makes me feel and I love eating healthy because I love the way I feel after and I love the way it makes my body feel after so um yeah it's just been a definitely a journey like finding these new purposes, you know? And now it's because you can, it's just for the pure element of, because I can work out because yes, I can exactly. treat myself well. And that takes almost more mental discipline and strength because there is no game that you're prepping for. It's no one cares if I work out today or not. And no one's holding me accountable. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I hear everything you're saying. And I think it's a natural thing that as we graduate and move on from our usual athletic careers, like we're all going to experience. I had such a good time talking with you. I feel like we've covered I know, everything. Me too. <laughs> I mean, I've, I'm so glad and you killed it. Like you got oh, about you. nerves in the beginning. Do you feel good? <laughs> I do. Yeah, it was fun. Thank and honestly, so- we are yeah. so similar. It's literally like talking to myself. So <laughs> I know I feel the same way. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on. Of course, literally anytime. That was so fun. I just loved talking with Kylie. She is literally the coolest. If you want to follow her Instagram, make sure you check it out. It's underscore Kylie Ross. And she also has a YouTube channel where she posts incredible videos. They're so addicting to watch, so fun to watch. Make sure you check out Kylie on all those platforms and follow her. Thank you so much for listening to Real Pod. If you want to rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcast, I would really appreciate it. I'm so grateful that you guys come and you listen. It means the world. And I truly, every time I record an episode, I just think about all of you guys listening and I can't explain what it means like, what it means to know that that's the case. If you want to stay in touch with me, you can text me at one 213 I have a number with community. I receive all of the texts. And what I do is I send my weekly wisdom, weekly thoughts to you via text. And I also, if, if, if you catch me at a good time, I will chat and text you um, about whatever it is you want to text about. So make sure you text me if you're interested. one 214 Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Real Pod, and I will see you next week.